Welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family, and a blessed new year to you all. We certainly would love to hear from you, so send us an email with your question or a comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com. Well, today our guests are Patrick O'Hearn and Brian Fager. Now, Patrick and Brian are both Catholic fathers who have co-authored a book, on how men can grieve, heal, and find peace when navigating the difficulties of child loss. And this beautiful book is called The Grief of Dads. It's support and hope for Catholic fathers that are navigating child loss. And this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. And I'm so excited Absolutely. to have both of these holy young men on because it is a conversation that needs to be had. It's a topic uh, where uh, men's voices are silenced. Mm. And, and men don't even give themselves permission to grieve because men, as men are, they're protectors <laughs> and providers and they're worrying about their wife, right? And her sorrow and her loss and maybe the other children. And so it's... Um, I'm really excited that these men have believed that they were called by God to write this book and to give a voice to the voiceless in this way. And we thank God for EWTN, because one of the key things with EWTN is that we hear from people saying, why don't you speak about this or do this? Mm -hmm. I don't hear anything about it. And they get people on who have the experience, who've walked through these things, who have resources for you. And so I'm filled with hope that today there's gonna to be men who are limping along uh, who are going to be empowered to run once again. Not that you ever forget the loss of, of a child, but uh, this book is just a tremendous resource. The stories of men who've experienced loss, interviews with guys mm -hmm. who've experienced loss. It's lost not just miscarriage, but infant loss, and, and down through age 20. Mm -hmm. What's it like for a man to lose a son, to lose a daughter, and, uh, and then resources to mm -hmm. help you along the way so that you know that you're heard. You're being accompanied by people that have walked through this and there's so many resources here. So it's a great day uh, because you're gonna understand that you're not insane, you're mm. hurt. <laughs> and, and other people understand that. You're gonna get your hands and your arms around things. You may never stop grieving in some form or fashion, but at least you won't feel like you're crazy. Uh, but that somebody's saying, yeah, this is a common experience. So. We will be right back. There's plenty more to come. Today is a hopeful day as we discuss the grief of dads. Don't go away. Welcome back. We are at home with Jim and Joy, and today our guests are Patrick O'Hearn and Brian Fager. Now, Patrick and Brian are both Catholic fathers who have co-authored a book on how men can grieve, heal, and find peace when navigating the difficulties of child loss. And this beautiful book is called The Grief of Dads, Support and Hope for Catholic Fathers Navigating Child Loss. And this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. Well, I'm excited to have the both of you on because 
like I said in the opening, I think this is a, a topic that needs to be discussed. There are men out there that are hurting. You're young. You've both suffered loss, and I want you to tell our families all about it. But first, Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, thanks. I'm from North Carolina, where I live with my wife and son, who's three and a half years old. Uh, I'm a scientist and a Knight of Columbus. Good. Yeah, that's me. I love the Knights of Columbus because the Knights of Columbus have supplied ultrasound machines for pregnancy medical centers oh, all throughout God. this country. Yeah. I think it's 1,500 that they've done in 15 years. Yeah. And we are the recipient of two of them. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. so we love the Knights. Jim's a Knight, too. Patrick? Yes, I'll be married 10 years this coming uh, June to my wife Amanda, and we're blessed with uh, two children on earth. One's uh, eight, and the other one's one, and, and then two in heaven. So uh, I also am an author and a freelance editor. Yeah, we've okay. had you on numerous times. You have, what's the one with the nursery, Heaven's Nursery? The nursery of Heaven. Mm. The nursery of Heaven, which is beautiful, beautifully said. It's so nice. tell, tell our family how you guys met, and then we're going to talk about your great book. Sure. Uh, it was really Providence, I think. Um, we both were at an Opus Dei uh, retreat on a Saturday learning about how to raise boys and uh, happened to strike up a conversation. And uh, I think, you know, through the Holy Spirit, we started talking about uh, our losses, our child losses, and both of us have suffered multiple miscarriages. Mm -hmm. And uh, through that, we developed an immediate bond and uh, a great friendship that lasted until, I mean, still lasting, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. but you know, it led to you know, the eventual book. Yeah. Uh, and interestingly, we're both from Illinois. We went to college uh, just a few minutes away from each other, know some of the same people, mm -hmm. and um, you know, the exact same age, and uh, just <laughs> had, had a lot a in common. Small world, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Well, great, and so, so you decided to write this book because why? Why did you think it was so important that this topic needed to be brought to light? Yeah, we were actually on a Zoom interview with uh, Kelly and Ryan Bro from right. Redbird Ministries. It's the largest mm -hmm. uh, Catholic organization to help families with child loss. And they were interviewing Brian and I. And then it was basically the Holy Spirit out of nowhere. You know, we just felt this inspiration and we need to write this book. We need a resource because no one has written a book for Catholic fathers a child loss. And so this was something that, uh, you know, was really near and dear to our hearts. You know, we had seen so many men that have just grieved silently. And uh, so that was kind of the, the impetus behind uh, this book, just to reach out to those men that are feeling alone. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Uh, lay out for us, if you will, to some degree, just kind of the format of the book, the different sections in the book and what you're covering, because it's very holistic. Uh, from my, you know, our reading of it, but what will they find if they go to the book? Yeah, they'll find uh, an introduction to male grief and why that's different than uh, a woman's grief. Yes. And then it leads into a wonderful section on uh, saints who have lost children, uh, how they may have dealt with it, and then um, scriptural yeah. fathers who lost uh, as well. And then it gets into fathers of today. So Patrick's story, my story are in there. Uh, and like we said, we, we both suffered miscarriages, but then the book includes uh, dads who have lost uh, at stillbirth, infants, children, and adults as well. 
Yeah. Yes. Um, and then as you, as you get through the stories, it then leads into more of the resources. So we have uh, prayers and books, um, you know, area where you can have a diary, mm-hmm. mood screening questionnaires, uh, you know, because there's you know, many psychological side effects that come with uh, losing a child and uh, different letters from experts. There's a yeah. clinician who wrote a letter um, and, and, and a mother as well. So Kelly from Redbird Ministries wrote a letter to the mothers as well to help them understand how their, their husbands are grieving. Right. Is this Sumter? Sumter, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Well, you know, and we have suffered um, miscarriages with our children, our grandchildren, and, um, and, it, and men, and we have observed that our son and our son-in-laws, they do grieve differently, and they look differently and on the journey. And so it is helpful that you give it voice and words, verbiage, to say it's in permission. Because I, I wonder what the statistics are that men who are going to go, I'm hurting, I need to go seek a therapist, or I'm hurting and I need to go, um, you know, go talk to my priest. They're probably not going to do that. They're hurting and they're going to go build something or they're going to tear something down or they're, you know what I mean? Because that's how guys work things out. Tell our family briefly about the difference of men and women grieving. What does that look like? Yeah, it seems pretty pervasive across all the different types of child loss uh, that men tend to withhold grieving because they want to uh, help their wife grieve. And so they're very in tune to helping their wife uh, find the support that she needs, you know, be strong for her uh, as they see it, uh, to give her that space to do so. And then the men, um, by delaying their grief, can tend to uh, bury it, really. So then by the time that they're, they should be grieving and their wife is, uh, coming through and finding some healing, they then don't know how to cope with that grief. Uh, so then they may find you know, not so great of means of dealing with that grief. And um, also there's just not the resources for men, like even clinically. Uh, there's many instances, even through the research that suggests there's uh, multiple uh, avenues for women to find grief counseling through their hospitals and everything, but the men just aren't, um, they, they don't encounter that as frequently. And so by default, the men feel isolated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're, they're, they isolate themselves because uh, they're trying to protect their wife and delay their grief, but then they're also not being reached out to. Right, but there still is a cavity in their soul, <laughs> right? Correct. And so then sometimes maybe men will use alcohol or they'll use drugs or those are the negative, or they'll do another means to try and anesthetize that pain or, and even become emotionally detached Right. More from themselves and then also to their spouse at that time. Patrick, what do you see in this area of you know male grief examined, uh, male grief, male grief in marriage? You know, what what's unique? Because some people might say, well, why is it unique? So what are other elements with like, guys? You know, later on in the book, you know, Kelly Bro wrote a beautiful letter for wives of of uh, child loss, and one thing she said is 
that men are like St. Joseph, they retreat to the workshop, and women are like Mary, and they, they, process, you know, they contemplate it in their heart. And it's so true, you know, as men, you know, even during our, my wife's miscarriages, you know, I would just go and work, you know, work nonstop to kind of avoid the, to dealing with the pain of it. And I think that those, that's a huge difference, you know, obviously, you know, we're working it out physically and women just emotionally and, and they need, it's like they don't want their husband to fix their grief and we're, you know, we're processing it more intellectually and we want to, you know, we want to, we want to resolve it as quickly as possible. So it's just, I think through the lessons that I've learned is just, just be that voice, be that listening ear to your wife, you know, instead of trying to fix her, her grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you find healing together. Yeah. Somebody shared a good principle in terms of marriage with me early on in our marriage, not to answer emotion with facts, but answer emotion with emotion and with, with empathy. Because the guy's tendency is, you know, as you're saying, here's the facts, let's fix this. For joy, I mean, something simple even as, you know, a bad shopping experience at the store buying groceries. Well, we'll go to another place. But that's not what she wants. She wants to know the whole I experience to tell you how was terrible really bad. It was terrible. She was. said this to me. This lady cut in from. That's all I want. I don't stop going it. to that store. And so I guess maybe that translates in, in a deeper way, in terms of just just hey, you know, the key call is to enter into and to accompany and just to listen, not to try to fix that. But you know, but, but why are we why are we acting that way? What's unique to a man? You know, what, what's in all of that? that we're not doing that as well as possibly we should, what are we angry about? Maybe with ourselves. Did we think we were supposed to somehow make this impossible to happen or that we would avoid this or there was something that I could have done because I'm the protector of this house. And that's my, my life is trying to make things as easy for everybody as it could possibly be. And when it doesn't happen, I'm a failure. But sometimes it has nothing to do with me, you know, but you're still kind of dealing with that. Yeah, men definitely get angry um, early on, and you know, this this again was I think pervasive across uh, all the child types of, of loss, and uh, I, I think I've said it's it's a category of loss that you know one can't really understand until they've gone through it. And uh, but the men who who connect share in this uh, type of loss, and the anger that they can experience is because there's something about their fatherhood that was stripped from them. And so trying to deal with that loss, right? There's, it goes to what you were saying, Jim, that there's this, um, you know, protective aspect, but you know, having children as part of yeah. being a father. And so then how do you deal with it's that? It's a legacy aspect. Mm-hmm. Right. Isn't it? Like I want to pour myself into my son or my daughter. And, you know, this is, this is what this is about. This is what this is going to be. This is going to be the future. This is going to be. And it just doesn't happen. It's kind of like, what's the deal? Like, what's going on? I've been, all oh, this is cut short. This is really, where a woman might not be thinking quite that way. It's a nurturing. This child's been inside of me. I just want to love this child, who this child is. And I don't, I, I don't know. But for us, it's kind of like putting in and seeing something come out and, you know. Yeah, I, I think that um, you, you touched on a good point that, you know, the difference also leads to the difference between men and women grieving lead to a disconnect, which can really affect a marriage. Yeah. So while the man is allowing the woman to grieve, uh, she then doesn't see the man grieving like her or with her. And so then it can really harm yeah. relationships, uh, yeah. which is part of the reason we wanted to bring awareness to that, you know, that, that men are aware of this and um, you know, provide resources yeah. such as yeah. you know, 
the sacraments, mm -hmm. right? Right. Yeah. And, and that is important even, and grief, anger is a part of grief, right? And so you're in that phase, we can't stay stuck there. Um, and we can't, then there's, we get so angry and it's because we can't control what's happening. Then there's issues of pride and then we have to bring on humility and all this interior great work that God wants to do in our souls. Yeah. And if you're not Catholic, you know, um, there's therapists and there's pastors and there's a church journey for you. But the power in the Catholic church um, and the power of the sacraments to heal and to be restored and to be renewed and to be blessed and to, to go before the Blessed Sacrament and say, this is how I feel. I'm really angry. I feel like we were robbed of something. Hope deferred makes my heart sick. I'm sick at heart, God. And you could do that there, you know. And you know what? It's not going to bring the baby back, but it's gonna, you're going to pour out your soul before the Lord. And there will be restoration and there will, you will be fortified. You will be healed in that place and space of your soul. Let's talk about the importance of the sacraments for that Catholic man. Yeah. And, and I, just the one yeah. point I was going to mention, I had a friend that you know, had a miscarriage recently and I told him, I go, don't be afraid to show your wife your tears. You know, as men, we're, we're men we're, we have this notion that we have to be strong for our wives. We can't grieve in front of them. So, you know, I would often grieve driving in my car by myself and I never really cried in front of my wife. And I think it's, it's a mistake, you know, and I mm -hmm. think that, and so that, that pouring out yourself that your wife sees that you're mourning with her, you're on, you're on a team together. And that, that's so important. And then going to your question about, you know, the sacraments is, and that's, you know, without the sacraments, there's, there's no, there's no grief. I mean, no, uh, no healing because that's, that's our Lord and, and he's with us, you know, especially in confession and the Eucharist and, and being authentic with him, you know, in our prayer life, you know, when we receive the Eucharist saying, Jesus, you know, like, just help me, help me with this grief um, because you alone can heal me. Yeah. Well, liquid prayer, tears. And I remember working with my oldest son, our first child, and he was just, he wasn't right, he was upset, he was down, and I laid down with him in bed, and I said, you know, what's going on, Matt? You know, what, what's happening with you? And, you know, you look so hurt, and you're not talking about it, and you're not, I said, you know, it, so this went on for a while, and he said, I said, you know, if you need to cry, you need to cry. Why can't you cry? And he looks at me, he's a pretty young boy, because you never cry. Mm. Man, I was on the spot. And I just, I just sat there, I said, God, give me tears. And suddenly a tear came down my face and my son screamed from the inside. You know, it, it released him. It was genuine, my tears, but he called me out. He says, ah, you don't cry. Uh, so a tear, your wife, you know, you, you shed a tear and that means more than anything, you know, you, you're trying to say or fix. Yeah. The, That's the, hard though. The connection of the tears with the sacraments, I remember the first time that I was able to, to really cry was at a child loss mass uh, that was up in North Carolina and we both went and um, you know, being in that mass, it was after our, our third miscarriage, um, it was, I, I was actually able to give everything over to our Lord and, um, and cry mm -hmm. and it felt really good. Right. And um, yeah, and, I, and, and since then um, I've uh, instituted a, every year a child loss mass yeah, at, at our church. Mm. And I've seen men, but couples in general, just really find uh, healing mm. through the mass, mm. right? 
uh, and, and I've, I've met men uh, that cross the spectrum of child loss and uh, all of them really just are able to grieve yes. in yes. the mass. Because our spirits are broken. We are crushed, right? I mean, and that's how we are. And only the Lord can come and heal and restore us and renew us and just fortify us and make us whole again. Because, you know, you have no hope. It's like this isn't going to yeah. work, right? Well, we got to take a break at this point. We're going to hold you over for the final segment. This is so very meaningful. I just pray that people are being touched out there and that everyone will get the book, The Grief of Dads, EW10RC.com, EW10RC.com. And so we'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. back we continue a, just a blessed and meaningful and hopeful conversation on the book the grief of dads we're with patrick o'hearn and brian fager and, you know, we were sharing a little bit well you know, about what's the way out i mean you can never stop grieving to a point but there's a lot of negative ways out i mean there's drugs there's alcohol there's this that trying to but what's the positive way out a more positive way what's, i like where it says support and hope you know what, where's the hope um, you never forget this, but what is it? What do you have? What brings you out? What heals? I think when you meet other men that are going through that loss, like, you know, when I met Brian, it was, you know, I, I, I was joking last night. I was like, we're brothers of the cross, you know, and that's, you know, having that friendship and, and realizing you share something so deep, so profound, you know, with another, another male friend helps you um, to find healing in that. And then I know, for me, it was you know, just meeting with a spiritual director and just kind of trusting in, in God's providence, realizing like God had allowed this for a reason. And, uh, you know, this life is, you know, it's short and that, you know, this isn't the end. There's the resurrection for our children. And, and those are theologically, but I think on, on, on the practical yeah. standpoint, you know, again, I think that, that spiritual direction, just getting some guidance and also just encouragement from, from other men that have that know your struggle, I, I think that was key to my to my healing. Voicing it, naming it. Yeah, I, I definitely say that uh, Patrick was very important to my healing, just finding another man that understood my grief mm -hmm. because the, the men are isolated, right, as we talked about before, so they're not talking about that grief. And you know, an example was at my parish, at one of the child loss masses, a fellow knight came in who I'd known for a year but then he came into the child loss mass and boom, there was this immediate connection and we were able to talk about it and he was grieving an adult child loss. Um, I think, you know, finding some sort of solidarity in that, that you're, you're not alone. And that's one of the reasons that we wrote the book is because we found healing through, you know, a brotherhood of the cross through this grief mm -hmm. that, you know, for men who can't find that, you know, they can at least find it in this book, mm -hmm. right? That they're not alone and that there is healing through brotherhood and the sacraments, you know, particularly. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like the book is a lifeline. You know, you throw in somebody a lifeline and it's a club that you want nobody to ever join, right? right. I mean, you don't want anybody to go through this suffering, but there are men who are suffering and hurting. Yeah. 
And so you're going to say, hey, you don't have to do this alone. And you know what? We kind of have a little bit of a formula so that you, you don't have to even reinvent this. This is a way, you know, the sacraments of the church, the saints, um, the to journal the scriptures, ways and aids to, to help yeah. you to, to live on. Patrick and Brian, thank you so much for opening this up. Thank God we have tomorrow because there's so much more here. I hope that people out there are catching the vision of the book, all these different testimonies, the scriptures that so eloquently deal with grief, saints that have worked these things through and have written about them, different tests that you could take to see how you are doing in terms of your grief. Has it fallen into depression? And so you're not alone. And just naming and voicing hearing other people, um, your sanity, if you feel insane, because being insane is not being in touch with all that's going on. The past, now, how do I move into the future? What's happening? They're all kind of separated out. But you need to be reintegrated again and to know, what, you know what's taking place as best you can and set your face towards the future in Christ and with brothers that understand. So, The Grief of Dads, Support and Hope of Catholic Fathers Navigating Child Loss available at EW10RC.com. You're an important part of this family. You are never alone. You're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now.